Real quick before we dive into this episode of the podcast, be sure to grab your free PDF copies of my latest books at frugal.show forward slash free. Now on to the show. If you haven't already, be sure to grab your free copy of my first two books, Frugalpreneur and Authorpreneur, by going to thesarahstjohn.com forward slash free. That's T-H-E-S-A-R-A-H-S-T-J-O-H-N dot com forward slash free. Now on to the show. Welcome to the Frugalpreneur Podcast. I am your host, Sarah St. John, and today we have Cody from Studio PTBO, which is a full-service marketing agency that helps businesses attract more leads, automate their marketing, and close more clients. His agency specializes in the areas of Facebook and Instagram lead generation, custom website design, videography, and graphic design. Welcome to the show, Cody. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to chat today with your audience about lead generation and all that good stuff. I like how you say it. You say it a boot, a boot, a boot. Did I say a boot there? <laughs> you know, that's that's the Canadian accent yeah. coming out. You're you're, you're going to hear me say a a lot too. So uh, that's going to be yeah. good. Well, can you tell us a little bit about your background and with Studio PTBO, how it got started? I spent ten years in the telecom industry, really managing teams. I worked for a company called Best Buy. Worked my way up through the company, so I have like kind of a corporate background. Best Buy was a great company, Fortune 500 company, really well known in North America. I learned a lot there just growing teams and focused on marketing and really just building teams. And I worked in the telecom side of the industry. So I worked for Best Buy Mobile. I left Best Buy Mobile back in 2018. So Studio PTBO has been around for uh, for about three years now. I joined about two and a half years ago. It was kind of a dormant company. My business partner, Nora, had her company studio. She had her company for about 18 years. So she's been building websites and doing graphic design for about 18 years now. So she had a team. Neil start, Neil had his own media company. So Neil's my other business partner, had his own media company called PTBO Canada. So they were kind of cross-hybrid. They had a lot of services that they offered. So they kind of came together. They started a kind of hybrid model called Studio PTBO. It was kind of dormant. They did some work together. I joined the scene in January of 2018. I left my corporate career really no no certainty. We didn't really have any clients, to be honest with you. Like Nora had her clients, Neil had his clients, but I left with just this idea that I I felt like I was supposed to do something bigger than just be uh, kind of a cog in the wheel inside of uh, corporate. Uh, It taught me a lot about systems and processes and building teams, but I just felt like there was something bigger inside of me that I really felt that I came to realize it was entrepreneurship. We started a video division. You know, We had a team that we essentially kind of adopted video. So we do a lot of video for clients and uh, it kind of morphed into lead generation. So I got connected with the top 1% of Facebook marketers in the world, connected with Cat Howell community. That's really where the lead generation kind of came in. So Studio PTBO now is a full service marketing agency. 
like I mentioned, the, that helps to build and grow businesses. So we do lead generation, we do video, we do websites, and we also do graphic design. So that's kind of the four key core functions of our business. And we're just super passionate about the entrepreneurial community and just helping them grow in the online space, helping them really find their message and find their clarity so that they can tell their story. We believe that telling your story generates more revenue inside the business. So that's really our tagline is tell your story. We're a full service marketing agency. It's been a absolutely wild ride over the last couple of years. So that's kind of, I guess, the 10 years wrapped up into five minutes. <laughs> and for those who don't know, PTBO, that stands for Peter Bro. Is that correct? Yeah, Neil, my my business partner, always had a passion to kind of draw attention back to Peterborough. So we work with clients all across North America. You know, we work with a lot of realtors, but really in the lead gen space, we work with clients all across North America. And kind of the plan for, you know, from day one was to try to drive attention back to Peterborough. Peterborough is a startup city. Uh, so we have a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of business owners, a lot of startups. We've been referenced kind of as like the Boulder, Colorado of Canada. Uh, so it's been really cool. It's been like, it's a really cool community to build a business in, working with local businesses, but also working globally and trying to draw attention back to Peterborough. And that's just about an hour of Toronto. Yeah, we're about an hour east of Toronto. So we're fairly close to Toronto. We have 401 access to the 115, which is kind of like connects Toronto to, to Peterborough. So I'm curious about the Facebook and Instagram lead generation in particular. So yeah. how exactly does that work? That's great. Yeah, no, great question. We invested probably like about a year and a half, two years ago to be connected with some of like the top you know, Facebook ad specialist. So I've always, always had a keen interest in, in Facebook lead generation. And really I saw what was happening and what, what people were doing in the online space. I got connected with Kat and uh, Kat Howell. So she's ran ads for like brands like Coca-Cola and Fujifilm. And that's kind of how we got kind of implemented into the lead generation system really is just all about building a list. It's about building your email list, building your tech subscriber list, and lead generation on Facebook and Instagram, we find super effective when you can identify who your target market is and then essentially give away something, some, what we call a lead magnet. So, you know, lead magnet, some of the most common lead magnets that generate low cost leads are case studies, you know, free training, something. Yeah, those are kind of the two biggest ones, free training, case studies, and ebooks. So, you know, those are kind of the three that we kind of gravitate towards or like, you know, $100 off offers, but that's essentially lead generation is essentially extracting data. So Facebook and Instagram, they have all the information and essentially what lead generation on Facebook and Instagram does is, is it's extracting the data from the platform and putting it into a database so that you can essentially remarket and resell to those people. So it's getting names, email addresses, and phone numbers off the platform so that you can sell to them at a cheaper cost. Because it's always cheaper to sell to people when you own the traffic or when you own the the name the the email address or the the phone number. It's easier to sell via email automation or via text automation or being able to pick up the phone and call people. So what we do with a lot of lead generation is help entrepreneurs extract data from the platform so that they can sell off the platform because it's always cheaper that way. Oh, okay. I see. So how do you get the email addresses and all that other information? I mean, I guess, first of all, they have to be people that are on your page or like you on Facebook or Instagram. Not necessarily, no. So we do lead generation through Facebook ads and Instagram ads. So it's all paid media. So generally when 
you know, what we, we call it top of funnel, middle of funnel, bottom of funnel. So it's building out for our clients, what we call a sales funnel. So a sales funnel essentially is taking people through what they call the no like, and trust phase. So essentially a sales funnel is in, in the Facebook world is what we do with a lot of our clients is we identify who we're trying to target. So we really try to dive deep into who their target audience is. And then we try to give them something of value in exchange for their name, their email address, and their phone number. And that starts the process towards what we call conversion. So we have a model called Attract, Nurture, Convert. So essentially, the whole model behind lead generation and lead nurture is how do we attract leads, take them off the platform, sell to them through email and text marketing, but also through what we call retargeting on the platform through paid media to get them to the point of conversion where they're ready to buy your product or buy your service, and then your sales process takes over. So that's essentially what we do. So it, like, it's not like it's unlike you know, building a, an audience on, you're building an audience, but you're taking the people off the platform and you're keeping them on the platform and retargeting them on the platform as well. So it's through Facebook and Instagram ads. Oh, okay. Yeah. I've done a few Facebook ads. I haven't tried Instagram yet. Does it convert pretty well or even maybe better than Facebook? Yeah. So a lot of the ads that we run for our clients really depend on where their audience is. So we always like to start with who are we trying to reach? What like what are their likes, their dislikes? What are their hobbies? We really try to get into the mind of the what we call the avatar or the persona, like the target audience. Who are we trying to reach? So if we're working with a real estate agent, for example, we might offer, you know, we might solicit a list of homes in exchange for a name, email address, and phone number. For example, we have a, a shopping food company that was generating, so they were doing Facebook ads before us but they were generating leads for about 20 bucks a lead. We were able to come in within the course of the first couple of weeks and we were able to actually cut their lead cost from $20 a lead to a dollar a lead. So, you know, by having the right messaging, the right targeting and the right creative, what you do is you create a, a cheaper cost per lead that essentially ends up costing the client less and they get more chances or more at bats in order to make sales. Okay. So basically then what your company does is you you first set you set up the ad, you create the creative, like the image or video or whatever it is, and you create the segments like male, female, US, Canada, whatever, the different exactly. targeting. And then once people fill that out, do you create the funnel too and then create a database? Basically, you handle all of that? We handle all of it. So the kind of our system, like I mentioned earlier, we, we call it the tell your story method. Essentially, it's attract, nurture, convert. So we focus on how do we attract as many leads as we possibly can? How do we nurture them? So through email, through text automation, through retargeting on Facebook. So if you ever landed on like, for example, the Home Depot website, and they use what they call pixel retargeting. So if you ever land on the site and then all of a sudden you see that product show up in your feed, we do a lot of that with our clients' content through email, text retargeting, but also like what we call drip campaigns and then Facebook and Instagram retargeting. We get them to the point of conversion. So generally your sales process would take over. So when we sit down with clients, we generally focus on the five key core functions of growing their business, lead generation, lead nurture, conversion, delivery, retention, resell, upsell. And what we really try to aim to do is turn that trickle of leads that the client usually comes to us with into a flood of leads to the point where they're at a, they can convert more because they have a higher lead flow. Mm-hmm. So have you ever done ads for 
Twitter and I'm trying to think of what other ones. I think Pinterest, you can do ads. I don't know about LinkedIn. Have you all done any of those or just Facebook and Instagram? We tend to stay in our lane. So we're really good at Facebook and Instagram lead generation. We also do Google AdWords and YouTube pre-rolls, but we tend to stay in our lane. As far as Pinterest, like we have a lot, like I mentioned, like we're connected with the top Facebook, but just the top marketing agencies in the world. Uh, So generally we would refer that stuff out. So we generally, we don't handle Pinterest ads. There's different nuances and we generally tend to, when the client comes to us, they generally know that we do, like we specialize in Facebook and Instagram ads or Google AdWords or YouTube pre-rolls. We just find that those four platforms, like whether it be YouTube, whether it be Google AdWords, Facebook or Instagram, especially, we find that for lead generation, it tends to be more cost effective and there's a lot more targeting and retargeting capabilities on Facebook and Instagram. The ad platform is one of the most robust platforms out there on the market. Mm -hmm. And as far as retargeting, you're referring to like the Facebook pixel, putting that on. Okay. It's funny because I feel like, like you said, you go to Home Depot's website and then all their ads show up on Facebook and wherever. But there, there are times where I'm just thinking about something and I don't say it. I don't type it. I don't do anything. I'm just thinking it. And five minutes later, it pops up on Facebook. Like one example was, this was a while ago. I was thinking in my head, man, I'm having a lot of neck and back pain. And then within five minutes, there's this ad that says, are you having neck and back pain? Yeah, it's incredible. Like it's, it's one of those platforms that has so much data and, and that's again, that's what these platforms, they, they sell on is they sell on data and essentially you as an entrepreneur, you as a business owner you have the ability to extract that data from the platform and sell to them to get that micro targeted. Like, and that's where copy comes in. And that's where like, you know, what a lot of people ask is what goes into creating a good Facebook ad. It's the right audience, the right targeting and the right message. So if you have, if you can nail all three of those, the right audience, the right targeting, the right message, and the right creative. If you can nail all four of those, you can essentially create conversion on the platform, which we see crazy results like dollar leads, $2 leads, $5 leads. You know, So there, there's people building their businesses on the platform. And, and it's one of those platforms that, again, they, they, they trade on, on information, they trade on data, and it has so many data touch points that it's a, it's kind of like a marketer's dream to be able to create that type of content and be able to create that type of result for a client. Yeah, it almost seems like Facebook is more ad-based than making connections with people. And, you know, it started out as connecting with family and friends, but now I feel like it's more like seeing targeted ads and finding out about new things. And Yeah, but the, the cool thing, like you mentioned, like it's like the ad product on the platform is so tailored towards you if it's done properly, that you're like, okay, I do have neck and back pain where it's like this actually, this product that I'm being put in front of me is actually going to make my life better. So if, you know, that's what we always say whenever we work with clients is like, how can we get in front of the right people with the right message? If we get it in front of the right people with the right message, they're most likely going to buy your product, your service, or your offer. Mm -hmm. Now for people who try to do ads themselves, any tips on the creative or the copy? Yeah. You know, this is an ongoing thing. You know, if you're starting out for the first time, I always recommend, you know, getting some sort of training. Kat Howell does a ton of training through her digital distillery program, which we're connected with. I, I would say like, you know, Facebook blueprint. So it's a fr- it's free training directly on Facebook. So if you're an entrepreneur and you're starting out for the first time, definitely utilize the Facebook blueprint to get a good understanding of at least how the ad platform works. 
understand ad policies to make sure that you're actually running ads properly and you're following the policies because your ad account could get shut down. So, you know, the biggest, the first place I always tell people to start if they want to do it themselves is, is research. Like, you know, do, do your research, find, you know, and if you want to start running ads yourself, you know, maybe find a mentor, or take a course. The platform is so robust that it's one of those things where I definitely recommend learning how to use the platform before using the platform. But, you know, as far as like copy and creative, like we always say, it, you know, if it's, if it's a service-based product, we tend to follow, uh, you know, whenever we're writing copy, it's like, what is the problem? What is the symptom? What's the fear? What's the cause? And then what's the offer? If you can follow that method when you're writing copy, you can really touch on the pain points of the end consumer, or whoever you're trying to reach on the, on the other side. So, you know, if you, if you tend to follow that, that formula, problem, symptom, fear, cause, offer, you can really create some great copy. And as far as creative, it's just testing. We have a program we use called rapid fire testing that essentially just essentially is creating personas and making sure that we actually are reaching the right people with the right message. Yeah. I mean, because once you get them to the landing page or sales funnel, you have more space basically to add videos and images and copy. But when you just have the little ad, all you have is like the photo or video and then the little description. And it's just hard, I think, in some ways to... well, you can you can do long form copy and like long form copy actually works really well on the platform. Uh, a lot of marketers use long form copy directly in the text, where it's like you can actually because Facebook is so open, it really likes long form copy. Uh, you can tell you have the space in the platform to tell a story, you know, through the copy. So you know, long form copy does work. Generally, long form copy works in retargeting. So. You know, retargeting people who have already downloaded a resource or downloaded a case study, the retargeting platform, like you can target people who watch 50% of a video with another ad. So there's so many different types of retargeting on the platform that essentially just allow you to stay top of mind and stay relevant over the long buying cycle of the consumer. Okay. And then as far as Instagram, don't you do the ads through Facebook or does Instagram have their own separate? No, you would run the ads like uh, you can boost a post directly on Instagram. I don't recommend it because all you're doing when you boost a post is you're optimizing for brand awareness, which is great is if that's your end, end result. But if you're looking to grow your business, you know, generally the three types of ads that we generally use are either conversion ads, reach ads, or lead generation directly on the platform. Uh, so that we find that those three types of objectives on the platform to be the most effective right now, any in the on, anyways in the online space. So, we whenever we're running an Instagram ad, we'll run it on Facebook Ads Manager, the platform, and then we'll run the ad directly through there. Oh, okay, like where it says, "Do you want to also run on Instagram?" You just click yes, and then so therefore you only have to create the ad really once, and it shows up both places. Yeah. So essentially how it works is like Facebook automatically sets their placements to automatic. So generally, if you set up an ad and you select all placements, it'll automatically run on Instagram, but you can actually, you can set up different manual placements if you want to say, for example, and this is another thing is like, you got to make sure your creative actually fits inside of the, inside of the actual nuances of Instagram. So, you know, the, like, for example, if you're running an ad on Instagram, and you want them to click in the body copy, do you want them to click a link in the body copy? Instagram doesn't have clickable links. So like you have to change your messaging for an Instagram ad over a Facebook ad. So there's different nuances you have to kind of 
be aware of. And that's generally why when we're running ads, we're we're aware of the nuances of the platform. So as far as the creative part of it, I guess, well, okay, for me, I love pugs. I have a pug. And anytime a pug shows up, like in an ad or doesn't even have to be an ad, it'll stop me in my tracks and I'll look at it. Even if it has nothing to do, like people will use a pug in an ad that has nothing to do with pugs or animals or anything. Yeah. What is your opinion on using images or videos even that I guess are more designed to attract attention that but have nothing to do with the product or service? Well, I think like ultimately, as long as it's telling some sort of story and if it's stopping the scroll and they're reaching the right type of person, then cool. Like, you know, ultimately at the end of the day, like we always say test, test and learn, test and learn, test and learn, like test, tweak and implement. The reason that we say that is that photo as long as that photo got you to do what they wanted you, the end result to do, then ultimately it was successful. So if you ended up going through, if it was a course that they wanted you to buy and you ended up buying their course with that specific creative, then ultimately the creative did the job. You know, it, like again, like it really comes down to ultimately, it's like, what's the end desired result? If the end desired result is a lead generation and it's generating leads at a really cheap cost, then ultimately the creative, the targeting, the messaging, there's so many different nuances towards everything that you're doing, but if it's reaching the end desired result, then ultimately it was successful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually, I saw a lot of people doing that and I was like, hmm, maybe, maybe I'll try that because it always stops me in my tracks. So I created a little thing for a giveaway that I was doing and it had a pug with a little blanket over its head. Anyway, <laughs> but... Uh, Dog... Yeah, you know, like if you look at uh, what people are posting online, like it's a, it's a very social thing. Pictures of their cats, their dogs, their food. It's a very social thing to do, for sure. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of ads are for you to download, like you said, a checklist or an ebook or whatever. Does it ever work? I haven't tried this yet with like getting people to listen to your podcast. In the case of a podcast, how would you, what kind of an ad would you create? Yeah, that's a great question. We actually do that like currently for our podcast, uh, which you were on today, the Studio PTBO podcast. So we run our podcast as retargeting, more as brand awareness. It all depends on what your objective is. But yeah, like you could run a call to action to like an iTunes or a Spotify. There's just so many different ways to do that. Like it just really all depends. If you want more subscribers, you would just link it to make sure that they it's as easy as possible to subscribe. So we have a client of ours that we're running a lot of retargeting that for specifically on YouTube. And we have the call to action is an actual subscribe button. And then when they click the subscribe button, it automatically goes to YouTube and it pops up the subscribe button so that like it makes it as easy as possible to get them to do the result that you want them to do. You can totally do that. You just want to make sure that there's little to no friction from the point of the ad to get them to take the action you want them to take. Of course, yeah. If they just go directly, they click it and it goes directly to Apple or Spotify or whatever, then you're not capturing their information though. So I don't know. I guess it depends on your goal. (laughs) Exactly. It all depends on your goal. A strategy might be specific, like you can target by like mobile devices. So if you want, like if you wanted to get really micro targeted, you you could say, hey, okay, I'm only going to target people with iOS devices and I'm going I'm to send them to iTunes and the people with Android, I'm going to, you know, make a guesstimate that they're going to have Spotify or use Spotify and I'm going to target them. So you could be making an educated guess based on 
the result you want. But yeah, again, like, you know, it all depends. Like lead magnets are something where if I can take them off the platform and, and pitch them my podcast off the platform and get their information, then, you know, I have a potential client until they opt out of my campaign. Mm-hmm. And you had mentioned YouTube. So does YouTube, do they have an advertising platform? Oh yeah, absolutely they do. Yeah. Like, so, so YouTube's uh, advertising platform is Google AdWords. You can do YouTube pre-rolls. You can do YouTube pre-rolls are super, super effective. And essentially uh, you can target keywords. There's so many different ways that you can really get your message everywhere in the online space. And YouTube's pretty cool because they only charge you if somebody's watched 30 seconds of the video. So like, you know, again, like the, the cost her views are are fairly inexpensive to to advertise on YouTube the platform. So the way that would work is Google would basically you Google or YouTube would throw your ad in front of a video that you had already clicked on that you're waiting for it to play. Is that what Yeah, yeah. So yeah, exactly. So you know, say for example, I was running a YouTube video ad, like a pre-roll or you know, an in-stream video, for example. I was targeting people that are searching marketing. So I could like target keywords. If somebody says how to run Facebook ads, I could run a specific video that shows up as they want, they go to watch that video on how to run Facebook ads. I could pop up and be like, Hey, it's Cody from studio PTBO. Saw that you're looking to attract leads for your business. So on and so forth. And I could run that ad and drive them to a landing page to book a call with me. So that's how micro targeted you can get with keywords and essentially using keywords to run ads to your business. So how long of a video do you recommend? It just all depends. It all depends on how good you are on camera, like, and how good you are at communicating your message. Like, you know, 30 seconds, you know, if it's less than 30 seconds, great. Like 30 seconds to two minutes. Again, you want to tell a story, Mm -hmm. tell them, you know, who you are, what you do, you know, that hook story where essentially it's like, what's the problem? What's the symptom? What's the fear? What's the cause of the offer? It's like, hey, I saw you were looking at, you know, how to run Facebook ads, probably because you're looking to grow your business. You know, that's the problem. The symptom is, hey, I have no sales currently. The fear is if I don't figure out how to get sales, then I might not be able to be in business anymore. So problem, symptom, fear, the cause of that is just not not having the knowledge of knowing how to physically run ads. And then my offer is book a call with me. We can do a lead gen scale call to figure out a little bit more about how we can move forward if you decide to want to invest into lead generation. So the more that you can identify what the problem, the symptom, the fear, the cause, the offer is in your video, the more you can speak to the person on the other end of the video, the the better results you'll have. And so you said they don't charge you unless it's 30 seconds. So then could you do a 20 second video? And yeah, you, you could, they will, they will eventually catch on uh, and they'll find a way to charge you. That's, that seems like a great deal though, that you don't get charged until someone's watched 30 seconds. So if someone's going to bother to watch 30 seconds, they're pretty engrossed in your video, in my opinion, mm-hmm. because doesn't the thing that says skip ad show up after like five seconds or something? Yeah, you got five seconds to catch their attention. Mm-hmm. Totally. That's why you, whenever you see ads pop up in YouTube pre-rolls or YouTube in-stream, you see that they're fairly like they're they're jumping on you immediately because they only got five seconds to really catch your attention. Mm-hmm. So that first five seconds of that video needs to be like bang, bang, bang. Mm-hmm. Like you, you really need to capture the attention of the consumer. Wow. Yeah, I might look into that. I hadn't even thought about YouTube ads. So 
But what videos do they show up on? Because I have some YouTube videos. They're all basically my podcast turned into video. And I never have that I've seen ads placed anywhere in it. So so the ads like w- would be when you are physically watching a video on YouTube. So like if you type in like if you get off this call and then you type in how to run Facebook ads, when you open up that fa- that specific video, you will get a pre-roll ad prior to watching that video. But like when I watch my own videos on my YouTube channel, I never see maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you won't see it on your own videos because you're signed in under yourself. It's when you're actually searching and watching, watching other people's videos. Oh, okay. So there might be ads popping up for other people. Maybe it's based on your IP address as well. Cause I'm not always signed exactly. in. So exactly. Hmm. Yeah. I'm gonna have to look. Are, are they pretty affordable? Like how? Do, so after 30 seconds, how does it, how is price determined? The best advice I can give your listeners is just like throw five bucks a day or like, you know, maybe it's 30 bucks on a video ad and uh, record a video and then just, you know, see what kind of results you have. Again, it's just a test and learn, test and learn type of thing. I'm not as strong with YouTube ads like that. We have somebody on our team that handles that. I do like my team, like we have different divisions. My team really hones in on Facebook and Instagram ads, but you know, YouTube is super powerful as well. We have somebody on our team that handles that division. Well, I've learned a lot. I'm definitely going to check out YouTube ads because I think that sounds like that might be a better ROI. All depends on what your end, uh, what your desired result is. Like, you know, if your desired result is, Hey, I want more leads so I can make more sales calls, then Facebook is probably going to be the better option. If, you know, if you're trying to really get tactical and create videos and get them in front, YouTube is really good at good for branding you know, direct call to actions again, like you don't have a crazy amount of time. Your video has to be really good. And another advantage of running Facebook ads is like, you don't necessarily have to have a video where obviously YouTube, like you need a video. You have to create a video. You have to be good on camera. You have to catch people's attention. On that video, can you have text on it, like with your website or something? So even if someone doesn't stay for five seconds, they might at least see what the text says. 100% 100% you can. Okay. Yep, totally. You can add, add text to the video. You can upload any, really any video you want. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. All right. Well, I appreciate your time. You answered a lot of no questions problem. I had. And is there anything else you wanted to go over that we hadn't talked about? No, the only thing I guess I'll mention is we have a free seven tips on how to generate leads for your business. So if you just go to uh, studioptbo.com, our website, you can actually just click on free toolkit on our website and uh, you can get access to that toolkit. So uh, we're giving that away for free. So, you know, that would be really the only thing is like, you know, just try it. We're just on a mission to help as many entrepreneurs as possible, generate leads, automate the marketing, close more clients. So if you just go to studioptbo.com, you can get a free download of that seven tips on how to generate leads for your business. Okay. But no, I really, pre- I really appreciate your time. <laughs> and I'll also have show notes at the com forward slash Cody. Awesome. Thanks, Sarah. If you enjoyed and found value from this episode, I'd greatly appreciate it if you rate, review, subscribe, and share at ratethispodcast.com forward slash frugalpreneur. Until next time. Are you a frugalpreneur looking to connect with like-minded individuals? Join our community on Slack, connect with fellow listeners, Share your thoughts on episodes, engage in meaningful discussions, including money-saving tips and entrepreneurial insights, and help shape the future of the Frugalpreneur podcast. Plus, you can submit your questions in written or audio form to be featured on the show. Let's build a supportive space together. 
Join us now at frugal.show forward slash slack. See you on the inside.